When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins That Podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. and Happy New Year. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. Uh, now, I hope you guys had a fun, safe, eventful New Year's. And I hope that you brought in the New Year a lot better than your Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Uh, because it wasn't fun and it wasn't safe. It was eventful, it was real eventful, but not for the wrong team. Now the Dolphins went up to Baltimore for a uh, a pivotal AFC matchup. This was a a clash of two of the AFC's best teams, the conference's top two seeds. Uh, what one Dolphins player even called a heavyweight fight, but I gotta tell you, it, it felt like one of those vintage Mike Tyson quick knockouts. Like, <laughs> like I know, I know, you know what I'm talking about. Like the, the 15 second. Quick, and he's, and he's out. <laughs> the Marvis Frazier's <laughs> the 30-second like, Marvis Frazier fight. The two-round Trevor Burbick one. Yeah. Nice little uppercut, haymaker, and he's out. Yeah. You know, the Dolphins lost in blowout fashion, 56-19. to 19. Uh, ooh, The most lopsided margin of defeat for them this season. Um, there was a loss that knocked them out of contention for the AFC's number one seed. And it sets up now what is the most important game of the season, Sunday night football, the final game of the NFL's regular season, Dolphins-Bills uh, at Hard Rock Stadium for the division crown. Um, a couple weeks ago, if you had told uh, Dolphins fans, if you had told us that Miami was going to be fighting uh, for their, I guess, the, fighting for the division in the final game of the season, uh, people would have called you crazy. They would have said there's no way. At one point, they, had, they held a three-game lead in the division with five games left. And it just seemed like, you know, Buffalo had this kind of treacherous path to finish the year. Uh, but, you know, did, did, didn't, didn't we say, though, like after after the Bills trashed Dallas, didn't we, didn't we look at this and go, well, they, you know, mean, this could happen. Potentially. But the, the thought the, the thought was that the Dolphins, you know, were start going to start hitting their stride. They had a much easier stretch final. Uh, stre- I mean, before before these this these uh, stretch of games against Dallas and the Ravens and now the Bills and whatnot. But the thought was that, you know, Buffalo, they, they were not really hitting their stride yet. Uh, but here we are week 18 for the division. And we'll talk about that. We got a lot to talk about. We got to start with uh, what happened in Baltimore on New Year's Eve. You know, both of us picked the Ravens or we both picked the Ravens uh to win in a close game. We both were a little hesitant. There were a lot of injuries on both sides to monitor. Both teams were coming off really uh emotional wins and you know very what we thought were evenly matched teams. They didn't play out that way. Um you know I, I mean outside of the first quarter, you know, it didn't play out that way. The Dolphins were down 28 uh to 13 at halftime very similar to their 28 to 14 margin of uh the of deficit they felt faced last year they were down 22 points uh at entering the fourth quarter not very far off from the 21 point margin they faced last year but there was there were no late and game that's where the fork <laughs> yeah i mean the ravens they, they put their foot on the dolphins neck they did not let up um and a very just very discouraging and disappointing loss for the Dolphins, especially this late in the season you know for me when you look at a, at a loss that's this bad, and I think this is the most points the Dolphins have allowed since like the 2020 season, um, you know, you can't point your, your finger, you can't point the finger at, you know, one player, one side of the ball, one thing. Like this was a thorough beatdown. Um, and really, I got to say that the the Dolphins coaches were out schemed and the Dolphins players were just frankly outplayed. Um, again, outside of really what was kind of like the script, you know, the Dolphins had two drives. In the first quarter, they go down, they score a touchdown, um, which, and you know, especially the way they started with that, you know, with HN, uh, you know, kind of taking up, taking up the lead in the backfield with Mostert out. You know, he had a great game. He had a great start. Um, the Ravens go down. They get uh, their own touchdown. The Dolphins are right back in there. But then Tyreek, you know, drops a wide open pass in the end zone. And that's kind of if they settle for a field goal. And that's kind of where where it ends. I think the, the one thing that stood out for me is that, you know, I think 
what was kind of part of our hesitancy with these picks is, you know, there were a lot of injuries on both sides, you know, you know, the Dolphins, we are, we talked all season about the injuries that they dealt with. They were without Mostert, which was kind of a surprise or without Jalen Waddle. We know the several other injuries that they've been dealing with and whatnot, uh, but the Ravens had a lot of injuries and a lot of notable injuries as well. I mean, that we can't, you know, just kind of dismiss, you know, they entered the game without two starters in the secondary. And honestly, I got to say, you know, I had several radio interviews with Baltimore radio stations, um, Miami, South Florida-based uh, radio stations. And, you know, as late as Friday, I got to say, I actually changed my pick because I saw that there were some guys not playing for the Ravens. And I was like, even without Tyree Kill, I mean, even without Jalen Waddle, when you have Tyree Kill, I thought that the Dolphins were going to be able to take advantage of that. And I think that that was kind of the biggest disappointment and the thing that stood out for me was that the Dolphins weren't able to take advantage of anything any any of the injuries that the ravens faced and and they were they were ravens players dropping like flies during that game like coming hobbling off the field like they were stretched thin in the secondary and they didn't get anything deep you know they got you know every once in a while they get something over the middle with tyreek but nothing significant and then on the other side you know the ravens were just taking advantage of everything you know with the dolphins injuries we saw xavier howard go out eli apple comes in you, he lets up a big play on a miscommunication. They're getting stuff with the running backs and the linebackers and just taking it. Like, they, like they, they had a clear plan. They executed it to a T. Um, and for the Dolphins not to be able to make the adjustments in the second quarter, the third quarter, uh, uh, second quarter and the second half, um, that's what stood out to me. Because from this point, it's really the playoffs. Like, you got to win this game. And we're going to talk about it later. You got to win this game to win the division. Um, but from this point on, you're facing, you know, the, the cream of the crop, more or less, you know, playoff caliber teams. Um, and if, you know, you can't adjust to these injuries, um, you can't exploit other teams' injuries, um, that was really concerning, especially against a team that we all regarded as one of the best in the NFL, if not the best in the NFL. What were your takeaways? Uh, yeah, I I mean, pretty simplistic. Uh, I, I thought you had, uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson being yeah. as, you know <sighs> – you know, being as Lamar Jackson as he can be. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, you know, every time I saw, like, one of the Ravens go, go down, I thought, okay, uh, isn't this next play, you know, isn't the prime guy on the next play when right at that spot? Yeah. Uh, isn't that your prime attack point? Cause they they lost they lost another starter in Marlon Humphrey, like, very early in that game. Right. So they were essentially playing with two backup cornerbacks, and you know they're without their starting, they're without their best safety. Like they they were very and, shorthanded in the secondary. Right, and and yeah, okay, the Dolphins were without Waddle. That makes a difference. But I, I got to think that the you know what they had out there should have been able to take advantage more more advantage more of the Ravens. Uh, you know, I also I also feel like there was just a sense of. Once things got going against against the Dolphins, it, it just kind of felt like they were, you know, they were running ahead of the – they were just trying to stay ahead of the snowball and uh, – or stay ahead of the boulder or whatever it is rolling downhill, um, and they couldn't do it. And it all came down – and it all came down and quickly, you know, when it got to 2013 and 35-13. I, I had no thought – you know, despite the similarity in the scores, there was no thought to me that this was going to wind up like last year. Especially season. when the Ravens took the sec the opening kickoff in the right. second half for 78 yards and then a couple of plays later, you know, they make it 35. And you're like, yeah. like yeah. It, it was it, it I just thought there's they're just not gonna also the Ravens are just not going to let this happen again. Um and they're gonna keep pumping it in the end zone, which they did. And uh, you know, they kept they kept scoring and you know that's that's their job you know not the dog not their job to hold the score down and um uh yeah it was just they they did exactly what you are supposed to do i i, I that just kept coming back to me like this is what you want a football team to do they are attacking the weak points they are, you know, their guys, are, and also their guys are coming up with plays. I mean, they, they, what they had, like three one-handed yeah, one yeah, yeah. interception, followed by a one-handed, you know, yeah. grab. Like they, they play, they play out of their mind. Like I don't, I don't. That may have been the best game they played all year, from like top to bottom, yeah. honestly. 
And you know, it's when you get the when you get things going like that, that that stuff it, tends to happen, and you just kind of kind of it's talk just going to happen. Days. And then at at some point, you know, if, if you're on the other side, or even if you're whichever, whichever side you're on, you can tell how the rest of this is going to go. Yeah, and you know, you try to you know you try to fight against it, and it, you know they're athletes, they're fresh athletes, they're out there. It's not like they give up, but everybody's been in that kind of game on both sides, and they've and there is that sense of yeah this 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 ain't gonna be it this ain't this ain't that day and you know it's not that they give up or anything but there is that sense hey yeah we we know how this is gonna wind up um and i think again the dolphins i think the ravens definitely wanted to make you know the death they wanted to remove any doubt okay they you know they're the guy they're the team they're they're the men and you got to beat them to get the super bowl and um and also the stamp hey you know we're not just the best in the afc we're best in the nfl you know two games in in seven days the two strong wins against you know the teams that were perceived to be on their level that kind of that says it and you know i just i just think everything went went their way not out of sheer luck out of you know out of design and they have very experienced coaching staff i think that shows up uh they're just you know they're a very complete football team right now playing very well and the dolphins the dolphin shortcomings got shown up again uh and so you mentioned something about the experience that I, I didn't really think of too much, but um, you know, obviously there's a lot of frustration from fans after a loss and a loss like that. Um, and you know, we're we're gonna get into the big picture and you know, especially talk about you know the the kind of the playoff outlook in the second half. Um, but but it kind of got me thinking, like like the the Ravens have been here. You know, this is the sixth year with Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh, uh, the head coach. Um, you know, they've had their shortcomings. They've had their 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 failures. Um, you know, they they've kind of you know they've kind of gone through it. And you know, this I don't know if this is going to be their year. It, it certainly looks like it might be their year. Um, but they've kind of taken you know those those slow steps. You know, falling short in the playoffs. You know, getting that playoff win, trying to get over that. They're still trying to get over that final hump to get right. to you know championship game. Um, but for the Dolphins, it feels like I, I know nobody wants to accept a, a 37 point loss, but it feels like, I mean, this is, you know, part of, part of that, this part of the journey where, you know, like McDaniel Tua, first year, you know, they, they, they there's really, uh, there's really uh, bright moments, you know, obviously the injuries kind of derail the season you know, they they take a step further this year. It, it looks like maybe they're just not there yet. And I know injuries have played a big part, but it seems like they're just not. Like, I thought that this was a team that was talent-wise was capable of beating the Super Bowl. But it feels like in some of these matchups that we've seen this year, maybe they're just not. They're not callous. They're not experienced. They don't have, you know, that that, uh, that experience yet. So it's a really breakthrough. I, I mean, that, that's, what, that's, that's what I'm starting to sense from, you know, some of these shortcomings uh, that we've seen this year. Well, and – you know how that's kind of a logical conclusion if you look at you know roster wise talent wise up and down the roster this is as good this is almost as good a roster as anybody in the league maybe you know yeah, when uh, when San, San Francisco is probably a little, San Francisco is probably more physical um Baltimore definitely more physical but you know it you go up and down the roster it's it's that's a it's talent laden and yet the talent doesn't in the, in those games, you look at those games, you know, like should you kind of look back and go, how did they lose to Kansas City? When you look at how, what's happening with Kansas City, you know, since looking then. At, you're looking at how did they lose to Tennessee, which is really the that's well, the, yeah. the big stain yeah. right now, because if not for that loss, not for that fourth quarter collapse, really late game collapse, you know, they'd have the two seed right now, they'd have the division, and they could they'd be able to address this final game of the regular season a lot differently. I go I went to the Kansas City game because that's a team that has a lot of key players with that experience, with that that they're kind of like the boxer who like the championship might, medal, so to speak. Right. That they yeah. remind me of a boxer who they, you might be younger than them, 
stronger than them, quicker than them, better, better punch. And somehow you look up at the end of the night and you know you fight the 12, 10, 12, 15 round fight and you lose the decision. You're like, and you lost. You know you lost. And you're like, how'd that happen? Yeah. Because because of and um so yeah, that's that's the game I kind of look at and go, yeah, this this maybe shows you where the dolphins are and aren't. Be you know, and the Tennessee game, that was their first loss to a team with a losing record. Um, and as we've noted, everybody seemed to have that loss this year, or um, have one of those. And you know, they had to they had to, you know, do a complete collapse to do it, but they did it. And it ha- it happened. I but yeah, you look at Kansas City, Philadelphia for all the things that were funky about that game. Uh, still a, a team that's another team that's very seems like very good team, kind of troubled this year, but against the Dolphins, what happened? You know, um, so yeah, maybe this may be this may be a growth process season. Nobody wants to hear that, of course, because you, yeah. you know, you never know when the window closes, but, and, you know, maybe the growth process is the regular season and, you know, something happens, something changes up in the playoffs and they draw upon lessons learned early, you know, uh, during the season. But yeah, that was, it was disappointing to see them just not, not, you know. Yeah, they, not, didn't, have, they didn't have an answer for Lamar. Um, I don't think Tua played a bad game necessarily, but he definitely, his two interceptions were definitely came in. I mean, all interceptions and turnovers come in bad moments, but his, his especially, you know, uh, I think yeah. the first one, 21 to, uh, I think it was 21 to 13. They 21 were 13. So they were still, or 21 to 10, what was around that score? And, you know, they, they had the ball. They were kind of driving around the two-minute warning. You throw a pick that gives the ball back to the Ravens. The second one comes right after, like, one of the rare stops of the day for the defense. You get a turnover yeah. one play later at midfield. You throw an interception. And after that, it really felt like the door closed. So I don't think that, um, you you know, there was no one person to point the blame at, but you just need better from everyone, the players and coaches included. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of one of those days, but it came at a very inopportune time. Um, the last thing I want to touch on before we before we take a short break, um, you know, again, you know, Dolphins didn't just lose the game. They lost some key players, the most significant um, outside linebacker Bradley Chubb uh, tore his ACL late in the game uh, with about three minutes left, had to be carted off the field. Mike McDaniel confirmed uh, the day, day after that that he's going to be out for the rest of the season with uh, that knee injury. Um, the the time in which the injury occurred, just about three minutes left in the game, um, prompted a lot of people to, to question Mike McDaniel um, and, his, and his decision to keep his defensive starters in there. I did ask him, you know, after the game, whose decision was that? Was it his, was it Vic Fangio's? And, you know, kind of explain the process. Um, after the game, he said it was his decision. Um, you know, he said that his players wanted to finish the game strong, regardless of the score. Um, the day after, on Monday, when he, you know, was asked again, would he change, would he change his process in terms of how he handles late game situations when the game is out of reach? Um, you know, on Sunday, he said, of course, he'd like to have a time machine. Um, he kind of elaborated more on the situation and said, you know, uh, they had already, the, the offense had already pulled their offensive starters, but, you know, there was one play with Mike White. There was a mishandled uh, handoff with the running back and the defense kind of went back on there. So they hadn't really made that decision. Um, nonetheless, it's, it's a very tough situation um, given that, you know, he was hurt in essentially garbage time and um, didn't really need to be out there. I, I I don't think the the Ravens, I think the Ravens had already taken their uh, their starters out because the next play they threw a touchdown with their uh, with their backup quarterback, which, you know, got a lot of people up in arms. But uh, for you, um, do, you, do you place blame on McDaniel for the decision? You know, is there someone at fault for Bradley Chubb's injury and just kind of the nature of it all? Because it just feels like a tough situation in all. Boy, you, you... Yeah, you do. I mean, initially, of course, the, the knee-jerk reaction is, what the heck's he doing in there? This game's yeah. done. Why Why are you guys in there? And then if you either think about it or just, you know, no players. Players don't want to be pulled. Players generally don't want to be pulled, even, even in those situations. Um, 
you know, they're, they, they, they don't want to be yanked. And uh, although if you, if you pull, if you bench, if you bench Bradley Chubb, or you know, not bench, you just take him out, you know, at yeah. that point. Yeah, just, just kind of, just kind you, of you, you have to take, you have to take out several other people. Okay. Because, you know, again, players will look at that. Hey, you know, you're, you're out. Yeah. They're thinking, yeah, okay. I'm a key player. There's a part of them knows, hey, you're a key player. We really don't want you hurt. But there's another part of them that they will involuntarily. It's they can't help but think, ah, you know, I, I, I'm I'm getting tar- I'm this is they're they're pointing a finger at me that this is this is this is on me, you know. And so if you take out Bradley Chubb, you got to take out you got to take out a few guys and sit you know sit everybody down. Yeah, should you probably, but uh, yeah, you know, and sometimes you got to save players from themselves. Um, you, yeah, you, yeah, you probably should. You, you should have pulled them out. Um, yeah. that didn't happen, you know, because the player's not going to take themselves out, the players just are not going to take themselves out. Um, Rare is the player who will, you know, say, "Okay, this this game's done. Just get me out of here." Uh, that is very rare. It's much rarer than people think. Um, but yeah, if you're right, with that, you got to kind of say, "Okay," at some point you have to look up and go, "Okay, this is done." Um, you know, we're down by thirty. It's the fourth quarter. Let's start. Let's start rotating guys. You know filtering guys out, rotating guys in and just calling it a day and living to fight another day and not taking a chance on something really bad happening, which is, which is what happened. So. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to one of your points, you know, several defensive players were asked about the situation. Christian Wilkins said, you know, it's a tough situation, but we want to be out there to the end. You know, uh, Deshaun Elliott said, I don't want to get pulled from the game. Like I want to finish it. You know, other defensive players that said that, um, I think you're right. You know, the, I feel like, you know, as the head coach, Mike McDaniel does have a responsibility to, I guess, have his best, his, the best interest of his players. Um, and, you know, you don't want to lose any player at any time, but you especially don't want to lose it in a time in which, you know, the game is out of is out of reach. And, you know, you're not you're not necessarily playing for anything. But for me, it, it's hard to it's hard to say, like, place like direct blame on Mike McDaniel, like this, the, like football, like this, this stuff happens. And it's unfortunate and it's emotional. Michael McDaniel was emotional after it. And I think that the immediate reaction is, again, like when something goes wrong, when something goes unexpected the way you don't expect, we have to find we have to find somebody to take fault. We have to find accountability. Now, I understand that in most cases, I'm like, yes, there should be accountability. Um, but it, it just feels a little it feels a little. I don't want to say I don't know if the word is nearsighted, but it just feels a little too much to to place the blame on Mike McDaniel. I think that he'll learn from this. And he said, hey, like, I learn all the time. You know, he's still just in his second year. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we've said that he needs to be better at. Um, I think this is one of those things where, yeah, like, you know, down the line, maybe even already he's thought about it and he said, hey, maybe next time, you know, I, I don't need to hear my players out. Like, I just need to kind of make that decision because I know it's yeah. what's best for them and it's what's best for the entirety of the team. But again, and, it's really just more unfortunate than anything than somebody really deserving blame and needing to be at fault and be held accountable. It, we, I mean, yeah, obviously we, we love to blame. I mean, we, you know, everybody, people love to blame. They want to, people hate the idea of stuff just, ha- you know, stuff happens because, and, you know, blame is part of the illusion of control. And, that said, it is Mike McDaniel's job also, and the entire coaching staff's job, to have a bigger picture look and say, you know what? We're down by 30. It's the fourth quarter. We're not winning this game. You know, or even if it, at 42-19, you know, whatever. You, you at some point say, okay, we're not winning this game. Yeah, they were down 49-19 at that point. So right, right. right. You're, you're, right. You're, we're, down, we're down 30. We're not winning this game. So let's we we have bigger you know we're not winning this game we have bigger responsibility we got to play for a division next week and we have the playoffs beyond 
we already know we're in the playoffs, so we we got to think about that. Um, and you know, you uh, and then you act accordingly. So that's part of and the fact that it is football and these things can happen. That yeah. I mean, Jalen Phillips. If I if I don't if I recall correctly, Jalen Phillips tore his Achilles kind of later in the game when it was already kind of out of. You know the Dolphins were already really controlling that game. You know, like I, I don't, I wouldn't say it was maybe garbage time, but it was late. It was late in the fourth quarter as well. So I mean, it's it's just very unfortunate. When, when, it, it when, is all. You, yeah, but when you know, when you know the game's over, when you, yeah. when you know it's garbage time, yeah, that's that's the time to say, okay, let let's let's get the guys out of here that we really are, let us get our key guys out of there, and you know. Because this can happen, and again, that it, yes, that's his that's his job. Did he do it? You know, did he? You know, should he have? Yeah, probably. You know, uh, yeah, he should have. But you know, uh, I, I think the a lot of the venom, a lot of the anger, at it is obviously you know you have a significant injury to a key player. And it happens. Yeah, it happened. A thirty-seven point yeah, defeat. You know, so you know that people, people are, you know, that's it's like ending an argument with and you're fat. You know, on top of you, you're just, you know, people are just looking to looking to trash it at that point. So, yeah. Yeah, tough, tough situation all around, you know. Yeah. I just mentioned Jalen Phillips, you know, injured, you know, on Black Friday. Now the Dolphins lose uh, Jalen, uh, excuse me, Bradley Chubb for the rest of the year. So they're going to have to, you know, win this Week 18 game and make their playoff push without their two pass rushes. That's a very tough task. You know, obviously we wish the best for uh, Bradley Chubb and his rehab. Uh, all right, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back on the other side of things, the Dolphins have clinched the playoff berth, uh, but they still got a couple – permutations that could play out uh, in the final week weekend of the regular season we're going to talk about whether the dolphins uh would be better off with the division title a first round playoff game or maybe actually starting their playoff journey on the road uh, as well as discuss and break down uh this pivotal week 18 matchup with the bill stay locked with us and we'll be back soon What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins Debt Podcast with Dave and Neil talking all things Dolphins. Now, the first half, we broke down uh, everything that went wrong, and a lot went wrong in the Dolphins' blowout loss to the Baltimore Ravens. But they've got to look ahead. Um, the Dolphins are headed to the playoffs. However, uh, Week 18 is for all the marbles. They are hosting the Buffalo Bills um, for the division crown with the win. It'd be the Dolphins' first AFC East title since 2008. 2008. I think I was like, nine years old, uh, 2008. Um, if not, uh, they would start their playoff journey on the road. Um, so this is the difference between, you know, four seeds, um, the number two seed, a first round home playoff game, and uh, six seed starting the playoffs on the road, which would be against the Kansas City Chiefs because they are locked into the three seed. Um, there are a couple different scenarios in the playoff opponents for the Dolphins if they do beat uh, the Bills in week 18. And one of those scenarios includes hosting the Bills the following weekend. Um, just the nature of uh, the kind of uncertainty uh, of the AFC uh, playoff bracket. You know, there's still a lot of stuff at play, a lot of key games. Um, and the NFL kind of like got this perfect because there are scenarios where the Dolph uh, the Bills could win and be the two seed and scenarios where they could lose and be out of the playoffs entirely. Uh, so kudos to the NFL and the schedule makers for just kind of just falling into their lap. I, I will ask, this came to mind as we were kind of uh, putting the show together. Um, the Dolphins and their struggles against the Bills have been well documented, um, especially in the Josh Allen era. The Dolphins have lost, I believe, 10 of the last 11 matchups to the Bills, all with Josh Allen starting, which brings me to this question. If you're the Dolphins, if you're a Dolphins fan, would you rather be the number two seed be assured of a first round playoff game and a divisional round playoff game, but have to host the Bills again. So again, to keep up in this scenario, uh, the Dolphins would have beaten the Bills in week 18, and then the Bills still would have backdoored their way into the playoffs as a seven seed, and then you host the Bills again in the wildcard round, or 
Would you rather, I don't want to say lose the game, but start your playoff journey on the road as the sixth seed in Kansas City? And then you're more, you're probably going back to Baltimore for a divisional round uh, rematch. What say you, what, what would you rather, I guess, what, what is the more, what is the more ideal and kind of better path for the Dolphins? Well, that's, uh, you know, for, for a team that doesn't make the playoffs all the time and doesn't play for, you know, a home field advantage all, a lot, that, that really does sound like, you know, PP in one hand and Kaka in the other because uh, that's just wow. Uh, because because Kansas City looks so vulnerable, and yet, do you really want to be going to Arrowhead in January? Ooh, nobody face, wants to face, go to Arrowhead to face in January. This the face of this Chiefs team. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking, you know, that's that's your thing. It's like, yeah, you know, they're they're vulnerable. Um but still in the playoffs, boy, you kind of like that home feel. There's a reason, you know, 19 and three in their last one two at Hard Rock Stadium, yes. But again, but, yeah, but there's a reason teams don't there's a reason historically, you know, you teams don't win a whole bunch of road games and go to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, you gotta Tend to start or finish at home. You still have at least one home playoff game. Uh wow. That's that's tough. I essentially you I have still to my, I still have a mindset. You you want to be I, I still have a mindset you probably want to be at home. You, you probably want to be at home for the extent for if you're gonna um but are the, again, Dolphins, are the Dolphins good enough? Are the again it's not it's not a hundred percent certain that if the Bills if the Dolphins beat the Bills, then they will host them in the first round. But I'm just saying, like, in this scenario, in this hypothetical that we're that we're discussing, do you think the Dolphins can beat the Bills in back-to-back games, even if they're at home? Tough task, but I think, yeah, they can. Uh, you think the chances of that are greater than the chances of going on the road to Arrowhead and beating the Chiefs in a first-round game? Because – for all the struggles that the Dolphins have had on the road, and I, I I brought the subject up to Mike McDaniel, he he kind of disagreed with me. He kind of pushed back on the notion that it's a it's a road it's a road issue. He thought it was more just kind of like just an execution issue. Um, the matchup to me, even on the road, the Chiefs feel like a, a better matchup for the Dolphins than the Bills, especially. This version. Well, I mean, the Bills didn't look. Well, that's what, yes, athlete. of course. But that's that's what makes this a discussion. If it, if they weren't a better matchup, we'd we'd all be going, oh hell, you know, hell no, we're not going to Arrowhead in January. But no, that uh, obviously that's what makes it an interesting question. Um, and and then it's what's also interesting is just in a just in a pure you know matchup you know go down the line of the matchups since yeah you you think yeah they seem to be better matched up against the against the chiefs then again this is still a you know this is still playoff football yes there is still another level there and it's another level that a lot of guys on that Kansas City team have been through several times and have gotten the Super Bowl three times. I mean, the, the Bills are pretty playoff. Exp- I mean, you- yeah, their playoff experience at, at not getting <laughs> at, at, at getting at not getting there, but they, and no, not, getting as, saying, not getting as far as they want. But I'm saying that I'm saying that they have that playoff experience, though. Like they they've yeah. been there, they've done that, they've gone they've gone on the road and given you know given the Chiefs all that they can handle. They've gone on the road and given teams all that they can handle and won games. Uh, so I'm saying like they have that champion. I mean that that playoff experience, not championship experience, they, but playoff right. experience. That's but see, and I think that's there's a difference between that playoff experience and that, you know, that ability to pull out, pull games out that you maybe shouldn't. And I mean, we, we they 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 keep doing it in the play. They you know they've done it several times in the play. They did it in the damn Super Bowl last year. So. You know, a game they should clearly should have lost. So, 
yeah, they're bet it's it's clearly a better matchup for the Dolphins, you know, on a, in a pure, you know, you know, vac vacuum test tube player by play, you know, player versus player matchup since go down the line. But so yeah. I, I want to go down because I, I want to go through some of the scenarios because again, this is a hypothetical, but I want to go through some of the scenarios that I'm glad our colleague Barry Jackson put together. He's you know got the number two pencil. He did all the breakdowns. So he says, if the Dolphins win on Sunday, they'd be the second seed and play host to the Steelers in the first round. If the Steelers win at Baltimore on Saturday night, and keep in mind, Baltimore has already clinched the number one seed, so they don't have a lot of incentive to sh- play a lot of their starters. And if the Jaguars beat the Titans, um, and in that scenario, the Bills would be out of the playoffs. So I think that, I think Dolphins fans are kind of rooting for that, for Baltimore or for Pittsburgh to beat Baltimore and Jacksonville, oh, yeah. the Titans. I think both of those teams are going to be favored. So he goes, next he goes, if the Dolphins win on Sunday, they'd host Buffalo in the first round. If the Steelers lose to Baltimore and if Jacksonville beats Tennessee or if the Steelers win and the Titans beat Jacksonville, I'd say the first of those scenarios is probably more likely where the Steelers could lose to Baltimore and Jacksonville beats Tennessee. Um, and in those, in the, those two scenarios, Buffalo would be assured of the number seven seed and he'd host them in consecutive weekends. For me, as good as the Dolphins have been on the road, as good as I mean, excuse me, as, as good as they've been at home, 19 and three in their last 22 games at Hard Rock Stadium. Um, I don't know the numbers, I don't know the stats behind it, and I'm sure that we'll probably if the if the Dolphins do end up hosting the Bills next weekend. Um, for the first round, I'm sure these stats will come up, but I don't know what the stats are behind a team that has to play uh, an opponent back to back weeks, you know, in, in the first round of the playoffs or three times in a year. Um, but it's tough to be, which we always say it's tough to sweep opponents. It's tough to beat opponents twice in a year. I would go out on a limb and say it's very, very difficult to beat a team back to back weeks. Um, even if even if you're at home and you know we'll get into the matchup in a minute, but this just hasn't been a very good matchup for the Dolphins. Um, the nature of the way that some of these injuries are are piling up, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as well as we get into predictions. Um I even with home road advantage, that's not a matchup that I want if I'm the Dolphins right now. The the way that they are, kind of the nature, the state of the team. Um, and the way that they've matched up with Josh Allen in years past, it's not really a matchup I want. Um, like going on the road against Chiefs in Arrowhead would be very tough just because, you know, I think I think we're giving the Chiefs a little bit benefit of the doubt because of their past. Um, but they're not they're, they're not the championship team of last year. And I think that they I think that the Dolphins, like I said, they match up a lot better Um I, I mean, shoot, the Dolphins are three-point underdogs this weekend. I don't think that they'd be that much greater of an underdog on the road uh, with Kansas City. I honestly kind of tend – it's really weird. I kind of tend to favor that matchup on the road, and I almost kind of tend to favor going back to Baltimore for a re- rematch in the divisional round because you've already seen the team, and you can make some adjustments. It's not It's not, It's not. not a perfect <laughs> It's not a perfect matchup. But I feel like I almost like that path compared to, all right, you got to beat, you know, you have, you have to beat uh, Buffalo two weeks in a row, you know, albeit at home to get to the divisional round and then host the second game. You know, home field advantage is golden, and the Dolphins need the home field advantage as well as any team in the AFC. But if it comes at the, kind of the expense of needing to beat Buffalo first round, uh, I, I don't know if that matchup is as favorable and as enticing as, you know, facing the Chiefs even on the road. That's that's where I stand with it. Well, well yeah, and it, it's it, that's what makes it an interesting question. I mean, it, it and in, in the course in the playoffs, it's all about matchups. It's all yeah. it's all about matchups. It, you know, it's still different fights make different fights against different fighters. It's the same thing in, in any kind of, ladder, it, it have a ladder tournament. It's, you know. Yeah, there's years where, you know, there's one team definitively the best and they're going to come out. But, you know, there's there's years where you have, you know, teams have Achilles heels. They have teams they have problems with. Um, and, uh, yeah, a team can be a Super Bowl team except against this one, these one or two teams. And they run into one of those one or two teams on the way to uh, on the way to being 
getting the Super Bowl. Uh, I just, boy, it's it's just you know, yeah. I think it's I think it's a real tough. I think it's a tough tough question. Um, I also think the weather comes into play in Kansas City because you don't know what you can get. You might get a perfectly fine day, a you perfect, you know, perfect football weather. You get a snowstorm. You can get some rain. You get snowstorm. You get, get twenty rain, degree you weather. Get, you can get no twenty. You can get zero. I mean, it, it, you get you 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 can. It's you know, um, and yeah, that you can that just that can throw things. Uh, I've seen great offensive games in the snow. I've seen great offensive games in the rain. Haven't seen – well, I was going to say actually – I was about to say haven't seen a lot in the cold. One of the coldest Dolphins games ever was a Dolphins-Chiefs game where they went up and down the field on each other back, like, back in like 2008, 2009, something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that – Cold can really throw you throw you off a little bit there, more so even than the other the other elements. But yeah, I, I just think with with playoff preparation and all of the extras that go into playoff preparation, it's really nice to just it's there's just that really nice to be at home, and I think that's one of the reasons home teams have. I mean, aside from the fact that you have home field advantage, you're probably the better team. Um, you know, it home teams have it. You know, it's have a better have a better shot at getting there, and starting on the road, it's it's pretty tough. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a fun it's a fun it's it's not there's no I don't think there's a clear cut. You can have your opinion, but I don't think it's so clear. I don't think it's a blowout either way. It's because that's just you know it is tough to beat a team two weeks in a row, um, but. Yeah, I mean that that, that very well could be the Dolphins' fate, and you know if they do that this weekend, it will be as home underdogs. Vegas has them uh, as three point underdogs, which I, I I thought was very very I thought it was kind of insane, but very telling. I thought this was going to be like a pick 'em game, honestly. After the Dolphins' loss and the the Bills won, I thought it was going to be kind of a pick 'em. The money has definitely been on Buffalo's side, and I think that there's legitimate reason behind that um we said it before the Dolphins have lost 10 of their last 11 matchups against the Bills with Josh Allen at the helm um the Dolphins are are beat up I mean that there's no way around it um they will probably be playing this game on defense without I would say at least three starters um Obviously, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb are out for the year. Xavier Howard is dealing with a foot injury, and Mike Medina said he's not expecting him to play. Um, Jerome Baker looks like he'll be activated from IR this week, but who knows if he'll be able to play on Sunday with that knee injury. Um, you know, this is a Dolphins defense that gave up 48 points in the first matchup, uh, you know, in week four. And now, you know, they were without Ramsey that, at that point. He's back now, but they're without X. They were without Jalen Phillips in that matchup. Now they don't have Jalen Phillips or Bradley Chubb. I think they were without Deshaun Elliott. He'll be playing, but those three guys are very crucial. What, you know, the defense that we expected to see uh, this year on offense. Um, they might have Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert back. We'll see how they progress in practice. Robert Hunt, right guard, looks like he'll come back. And I think that if, you know, again, they're not, they're not perfectly healthy on the offense side of the ball, but that's, if they get Robert Hunt back, you know, that's that's about as healthy as you can be this time of the year, albeit without some about two starting offensive linemen. Um I, I I don't like the matchup. I just don't. I don't. I don't think that Buffalo has played great these past couple of weeks. You know, they've had some close calls with the Chargers and you know, kind of looked kind of kind of kind of wonky against the Patriots, but they found a way to do it. But when it comes to this matchup, as we talked about. Um, something has just clicked. It's always clicked for Josh Allen. It's always clicked for uh, the uh, the Buff Buffalo's defense facing this Dolphins offense. Um, there's a reason. I mean, there's a very valid reason why they're three point home underdogs, and I I I, I would have to guess they haven't been underdogs at home in a, a significant amount of time. Um, but I think that it, I don't know. I, I don't want to say the Chubb injury, but the Chubb and the X injury. It feels kind of like the breaking point um, in terms of just like the culmination of the season, where we are at this point of the year, the matchup and, um, you know, how well they're going to be able to hold up against Josh Allen. Um, I don't think the 
Bills are a great team, but when they face the Dolphins, they tend to look great. Uh, and I, I don't know. I just it just feels I don't know the the the, the Dolph the Ravens also the Ravens compounded with the injury. Just it just kind of felt like almost like the end of the road. Like they're going to go to the playoffs. Um, but as they are constructed and constituted right now, this doesn't feel like a team that can you know win multiple games, even if they get the number two seed. You know, win a road game. You know, when it counts in the conference championship to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm taking the the Bills. I don't know. I'll say maybe a 31-27 type of game, 24-31-24. I think it's a close game, but I think that uh, the Bills just like they uh, – it's it's tough to see how they're going to limit Josh Allen because they just haven't really done it like in a, several years, and the injuries on defense kind of don't leave me optimistic they're going to do that. I think that uh, it's going to be a tough end to the regular season. I'll be headed to Kansas City. Uh, next weekend and uh we'll kind of see where where it takes us uh from that point what do you what do you think about this matchup yeah it's not necessarily it like as you pointed out it's not a good matchup uh the uh i think the what the one the one out game was the first game last year at home and a lot you know, a lot had to go right for the Dolphins to win that one. Very you know, close, close game, and uh, a lot, a lot had to, a lot went wrong for Buffalo on their uh, on their end for the Dolphins to win. So yeah, it's and in Buffalo is uh, yeah, like I said, they didn't they look great against Dallas. They look not so great against the Chargers, but the Chargers are the Chargers, and they chargered it up and, you know, gave Buffalo a win. And, uh, you know, they had a division, tough division game against uh, New England, which was probably to be expected. Yeah. I'd take Buffalo here. Um Let me go 34-23. You're thinking a little more decisive. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of points. That's two scores. It's, you know, it's, you know, they stick, you know, it's it's 31-23. They stick on another field goal, and suddenly the Dolphins got to score two at the end of the game, and they they don't get it done. You know, it, it looks it looks real good. You know, yeah, it, it, look, it looks it looks more lopsided than it actually is. I yeah, the, the book well, the bookies count as an eleven point win, and you know, but yeah, it's that's that's how some of these games go. You know, um, you know, you team wins by ten to twelve points, and it's not a but it's been a one score game the whole way. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of how I how I see it. But yeah, it's uh, so when these teams first met in Week Four, it was forty eight in Buffalo or Orchard Park. It was forty eight to twenty. Um, Dolphins were just kind of riding high off of like this seventy point game against the Broncos, and you know, Tua called a very humbling game. He, uh, you know, he said that. I, I guess my takeaway was that he said that like they, or my takeaway was that. They had to make sure because, like, I think we all saw the schedule when it first came out. We said week eighteen, that that's gonna be that's gonna be for something. That's gonna mean something. It's not gonna be a throwaway game in the final game of the season. Lo and behold, it's for the AFC East title. Um, and my main takeaway was that the Dolphins have to make sure that by week eighteen they are ready to meet the moment. As the season progressed, and these teams kind of took, you know, meandering paths to where they are now, very different, very divergent paths to where they are now. Um, you know, the Bills dealt with injuries. Um, they dealt with some significant injuries on defense that I thought were going to kind of derail them. Um, they've turned things around. They've been a pretty good defense this year. Um, the Dolphins have dealt with their injuries as well, and I think that they've managed them very well. But again, at this point in the season, the way that some of these injuries have stacked up for the Dolphins and the matchup and how you know, I think that those injuries can be exploited, um, it just feels like this feels a little too much uh, at this point. But um, we'll see. We'll see. This is a moment for the Dolphins to, you know, they're going to be the, they're going to be the underdogs. They're going to be um, kind of counted out, so to speak, on Sunday night, even at home. This is an opportunity uh, for them to get a, what would be a huge win 
And, you know, if they win this, like if you, it's funny how like the week to week nature of the NFL, like how perspective and the way you're perceived can change. Like if the Dolphins win this game, if they get a, even if they win a close game, if they, they went on a last second field goal, um, if they can win this game and get the number two seed and you're hosting whoever it may be in the first round, the, your prospects kind of change, even with the injuries, you know, like everyone feels just a little bit better on the outside and the inside. You know, you're hosting a playoff game, you win that, you get another one. And then, you know, hey, you're, you're still in the dance. You're one of the, the final you know, eight and then maybe the final four. Um, so we'll see. You know, I I still would say, you know, the Dolphins prospects of a long of a long one in the, in the postseason are, are, I wouldn't say slim, but unlikely. But, you know, everything changes. You know, if you're the number two seed and you know, we have home field advantage, depending on, in my opinion, who you play, uh, as opposed to starting the season or starting the, uh, the postseason uh, on the road as a wild card. Well, if you're you know if you're the number two seed and you get Pittsburgh, you know you're feeling a lot better, or even right, right. You're, you're feeling a lot better about yourself. You're feeling a lot better than if you you know you got to host Buffalo or if you're on the road, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, so let's see what happens. This is why it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, we we all thought when the first schedule first came out, week eighteen was going to mean something. Especially after the Dolphins, you know, got humbled in that in two of our lowest words in week four, we thought for sure these teams were going to meet up. Um, and, and here they are, Sunday night football, final game of the regular season, Hard Rock Stadium. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in that podcast. I want to thank you guys as always for tuning in. Monitor, subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. A very big week in Miami Gardens. Uh, we got a gonna have a ton of injury updates from Tua Tungavaloa uh, to potentially Judge Jerome Baker, Robert Hunt, uh, as well as hear from coaches. Uh, how are they flipping the page after the Baltimore loss and looking ahead to Buffalo this Sunday? So definitely stay locked to the Miami Herald. We'll be back next weekend to recap. Uh, excuse me, we'll be back next week to recap week, another week. weekend. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. I don't. David Neal don't always work on a weekend. I don't record on a weekend. Not always. Not always. You got some. I work every Sunday, just like you do. Oh my bad. My bad. I, I, thank you. I stand corrected. I, 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 I stand work corrected. Eight to five, thank you very much. I'm working before you get to the stadium. I stand corrected. And after, sometimes after that one o'clock game ends. So. Now I stand, I stand corrected. The harder working, hardest working man at the Miami Herald. <laughs> so I stand corrected. But we will not be recording on the weekend. We'll be back next. No, week. we will not. <laughs> we'll be back next week to recap another weekend of yeah. Dolphins football. But until then, you guys take care. See you. All right.